1: My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Lord of War. Oh, man. Boy, did we. Could have called it Lord of Guar. That would have been a cooler movie.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it would have changed some things uh, fundamentally about it, but I think that would have been uh, a very different and uh, very unique film that we would all still be talking about 15 years later.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There are over 550 million firearms in worldwide circulation. That's one firearm for every 12 people on the planet. The only question is, how do we arm the other 11? Selling guns is like selling vacuum cleaners. You make calls, pound the pavement. I supplied every army but the Salvation Army. Can you bring me the gun of Rambo? Part one, two, or three. I've only seen part one. It's Thursday, right? Yes. Hi, hi, Thursday. Yeah, hello, uh, Thursday. <laughs> that means it's fancy a fancy um, seeing
0: you here again.
1: Mm, it means it's a uh, it's a it's a, a pa- Patreon pick mm-hmm. uh, for this one, and this Indeed. one was picked by Mr. DNA. Mr. DNA, thank you, thank you so much. This is uh, this is like when was this made? It was clearly around the war in Iraq, two thousand five. I'm yeah, pretty sure. This is a Nicolas Cage film. Mm-hmm. Uh this is known for its uh beginning credits more than it's known for the film itself.
0: Right, yeah. Uh
1: it's it is one of the most uh unique beginning credits of a movie. Uh this is who directed this? This is somebody directed this.
0: Andrew Nichols. Um
1: Oh yes, the director of Simone and In Time, Tom. Mhm. I also left out Gattaca.
0: Well, he wrote Gattaca. Did he direct Gattaca? He directed Gattaca okay. as well. All
1: right. And the classics film, the film Simone and In Time, uh, you know, the movies we love. Mm-hmm. He also did Anon. Uh-huh. You remember Anon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know.
0: He also wrote The Truman Show.
1: Yeah. So uh, there's, some, there's some shit there. Uh, Tom, had you seen this before? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had seen it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I want to start by saying this is one of those movies that I think I re- I always remember being better than it is. It's not a, it's not I don't know. What did you think of this? I thought it
0: was I thought it was okay.
1: Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I I don't think it's bad, no. but I always remember this film as being way better than it is.
0: Yeah, it's um, not like there's no particularly good performance in it. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty typical story of this kind, like uh, like The Blows and like Goodfellas. And
1: yes, it's v- to the point that he's being chased by a helicopter in mm-hmm. one scene.
0: In one scene, yeah, it's 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 it seems like a cookie cutter true crime movie, uh, narrated by the uh, the focal point of the criminal investigation. Yes, who is Nicolas it's... Cage's character?
1: You're, yeah you're right um i would say that's it's kind of unfortunate because you're right this is everything that um those movies like especially goodfellas have it's the this is me when i grew up and i always wanted to be in these crimes and then i met a woman and then she learns what i do and then and she's, she's mad angry at my at crimes me. and yeah yeah and she leaves me and i get away from it all, though. but at what a cost mm-hmm. uh i would say that this is more important of a subject
0: this feels i I will yeah i totally agree this feels incredibly relevant
1: yeah because
0: even even 15 years later
1: yeah spoilers nicholas cage gets away with his crimes because the u.s government helps him Mm -hmm. and that's that's what i think sets this particular story uh, apart from the others it's just unfortunate that so many stories had been told like this already uh, and they didn't do too many unique things. Uh,
0: yeah, that's not its only flaws, but yeah. Yes, um, I,
1: it, I didn't like the writing. But uh, the writing's that much. the
0: writing's not great. Cage is not great in this. No, he's pretty bored. His his narration is bad. Yes, um, even when
1: he's at his most cage, which is doing cocaine with hyenas.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. He's not even that cagey. The most cage he gets is during his wedding scene where he tells his parents to go, make yourself at home. We'll go on. Like, it's just. Yes. It's. There's he doesn't. Also... He, there's not a long enough pause in between. Yeah
1: like also yeah. and this is probably an editing uh issue but when he does his final arms deal and the, they're like doing pleasantries and he suddenly goes where's my fucking money yeah and it's like out of nowhere but it felt like an editing problem and not a like it was almost like in post they're like he needs to be more nicholas cage
0: yeah or uh, they felt like they needed to move the scene along because the movie is a little long it's it's it right is. at two hours um but yeah that that energy is not present up to that point like he sort of gets press ganged a little into going into selling some more guns but like not really that much right so it uh, just se- it just seems like he's very suddenly angry and i suspect that there's some yeah, well, some footage missing or something I don't. yeah know.
1: in in the scene he's like suddenly angry yeah yeah because he's doing like weird pleasantries with the guy and then kind of explodes at him uh and the cut's weird so it really feels like yeah. uh it, it like feels like they lost the film on the take that made sense, and they had to use that one because the guy doesn't even react not,
0: like Nicolas really. Cage just yeah. exploded at him. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Um, have we said what this movie's about?
1: <laughs> I don't know. This is about an arms dealer.
0: Yeah, he's a black market arms dealer, uh, and it's about his rise to uh, incredible power and prominence through the 80s and, and 90s. Um Right. But it's also about the larger picture of war profiteering. And the movie ends with title cards that informs us, while this, uh, while this particular movie is based on true events, um, they point, they, they, it says something like, yeah, this is based on true events. And while private arms dealers are a thing, by far the biggest arms dealers are these five countries, which also happen to be the five permanent members of the UN Security Council.
1: Yeah. So Which it's like I say, the
0: UN. Well, I mean, it's U.S., U.K., uh, Russia, uh, and and China. I think, and I forget the others, but yeah,
1: right. I wish the last caption was. We probably should have done the movie about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but no, it is. It is sort of about that. I get where they're coming from. It. Uh, yeah, it, for people who don't know what the beginning credits are, it's it's the following. Um, it's very mid two thousands opening. It's it's uh, mostly CGI shot. Uh, kind of like as if a camera a gopro is attached to a bullet as it's getting made in a factory inspected shipped loaded and then shot in a kid's head yeah uh, yeah and it's like it's a real like oh god damn moment yeah the movie uh,
0: tells you right off the bat what it what it is
1: yeah uh it's it's very in your face about that i would say um and not again the subject matter is very important but, like, they do a lot of, like, the first time they sell guns overseas, they do the thing where, like, they're being used to execute child soldiers and they fire through a wall and Jared Leto's in this, by the way. He sure Jared, is. Yeah. He, Jared Leto's being Nicolas Cage in this. Jared Leto gets addicted to cocaine in minutes. Yeah,
0: uh, instantly and is a maniac yeah. for the rest of the movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But uh, it's him and Jared Leto, and the, they fire bullets through the wall, and then their money flies everywhere. So it's them like collecting their money and scrambling well, while they're shooting kids.
0: It's uh, it's Nicolas Cage collecting the money. He's not even paying oh, attention. Oh, you're right. Jared Leto right. is shaken by the fact that they've just that they're about to witness a bunch of kids get executed.
1: Right, which is part of Jared Leto's arc, which isn't really an arc. It's it's a steady line. That I think that's an interesting thing they do in this, uh, which since it's narrated by the character Mm -hmm. i appreciate that he doesn't understand certain things because jared leto doesn't it does seem like he gets like they later they get paid in cocaine they do a little in car in a car and like within hours jared leto's gone and then he finds him on a binge and he says something like i don't know why he left i don't know what what went through his head and stuff like that mm-hmm. but we as an audience know is that he can't deal with this
0: yeah he can't deal with what they're doing so he got high yeah. and disappeared for a couple of weeks
1: yeah and they do a lot of that where nicholas cage like can't really he's like pondering the motivations of people mm-hmm. uh because he doesn't like the narrator doesn't understand uh why what he's doing is so terrible mm-hmm. uh he's a very cynical character
0: yeah, yeah, he does a lot of rationalization.
1: Yeah, it's different, it feels different than Goodfellas in that Goodfellas, uh, you kind of understand where this person's coming from because they, it's still not a person that you, you know, you're not on their side, but they do the thing where in Goodfellas it's like, since I was a kid, it's it was this thing that was all around me and this was how I was brought up. Uh, and so it's like the only life he really knows. In this, Nicolas Cage is an immigrant, from ukraine right yes uh and he comes here and they were in a restaurant and then one day he's just like you know i want to sell guns mm-hmm. and so it's less like uh oh this is the environment i was in and more like i made a conscious shitty decision yeah yeah so so you want to see him get you want to see him get caught more than like goodfellas not that you don't want to see him get caught in goodfellas but you know what i mean like
0: right well, you get swept up in the narrative too just like just like in any of these movies you do and you you start it's like breaking bad where you're like start you start to root against the authorities even though the main character is is uh just objectively a bad person that needs to be stopped
1: i think the problem though is since Nicolas cage isn't being Nicolas cage i was less invested in I, i wanted him to get in trouble like it's what he's doing is so horrific Mm -hmm. looking the other way during these massacres and stuff that I kind of, you know, you're just sort of waiting for him to get caught. And the, the, I guess twist or the resolution is that no, he doesn't. This piece of shit walks free.
0: Well, he does get caught, but because he's so entrenched in this, like the U S is just like, well, we'll just keep using him. And also we've done business with him. So,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, man did i think the director also wrote this I, it's not the like the i'd say the broad strokes of the script are very good but it's stuff like in like the first 30 or even 20 minutes he has two lines that says selling guns is like blank did you notice that
0: no i only remember the when he said the first time you sell a gun is like the first time you have sex I, that's the only that's one I the remember.
1: first one and then he says later selling guns is like vacuum cleaners there keeps being like those type of lines uh where like like this movie i think it, it it like like they when when they do cocaine they play the song cocaine mm-hmm. and it's like ah, oh, come on guys
0: yeah there's a couple of there's a, that there's a lot of moments like that actually the yeah. the the song choices almost always literally refre- reflect what is happening on screen
1: and the shots and stuff he says stuff like my neighborhood was the end of the line and they show a train subway and it's like yeah
0: well that's i the mean thing. in the in that line's defense that's what he says like he said i grew up in little odessa which at that time little odessa was to me the same thing it was to the q train
1: right and then they show it and and i just they, didn't and need they, them to show it yeah that's
0: true that's true Th-
1: these are these are little issues they're very little issues uh, yeah um same with the writing like i said i think the broad strokes are there it's just it's a little everything's a little too on the nose like it's a little out of film school feel
0: Right, it's not it needs to be uh, There's I th- no um, I think it needs to be more subtle in some areas.
1: There's no subtlety. Like Nicolas Cage literally says I lost my whole family and stuff like that. You know, when when like they they very much have to say. Like for example, when mm-hmm. uh, spoilers, I don't know why I'm saying spoilers. When Jared Leto uh ultimately rebels and like I don't know, the coolest way you can in that situation, which grenade. is to huck a grenade. <laughs> yeah. They have a whole scene where he has to talk to Nicolas Cage. Uh, and, like, they really just needed him to see what was happening. Yeah. the I guess he does need to reason with him or try to.
0: He tries to, yeah. I mean, because yeah. and, and they, they plant the seed for that, like we were saying, very early on after their first international sale when they almost get hit by bullets coming through the wall of a firing yeah. squad. Yeah. And Nick Cage is scrambling to pick up the cash while Jared Leto is like actually affected by like, oh shit, we just helped all these kids get killed. And I just now yeah. I'm realizing that. Um, Jared
1: Leto is the one with the arc. Yeah. For the most part. And
0: it's not even really an arc, like you said. It's just kind of it's like... It's a journey. It, right. He has a... Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it is it is it is technically an arc. But like that scene, for instance, it's it's very that ending scene where they're doing their, their last arms, what ends up being their last arms deal. And, and Jared Leto finally is like, okay, I, this has, I can't, I can't allow this to happen. Um, they are literally doing biz, doing the arms deal, uh, parked on a hill. And then like a hundred yards away is the little village that they're about to massacre. Like they're doing the arms deal on a table set up in right. front of the village that they are then going to massacre. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't want to victim blame or anything, but that village must have been looking up there and being like, oh, that's not good. This
0: is not good for us, yeah. No, but yeah. I mean, it's like it's like playing the song Cocaine while they're doing cocaine. It's, right. like,
1: it's all like they had to be parked those.
0: right... Really? They had to do the arms deal right in front of the village for us to make that connection? Because what yeah. happens is Jared Leto just l- literally looks over his shoulder and sees a woman and her young child get macheted to death by one of these guerrilla right. armies.
1: Uh, Again, yeah, yeah there's no subtlety um, the part where his uncle gets blown up in a car is one of those things you can see a mile well, away it's so fucking funny it like is because that, that
0: scene is hilarious his <laughs> uncle
1: has an arc in like a uncle- second <laughs>
0: His uncle's last words are, I'm the luckiest man in the world, which is not a, it's not a sentiment he's ever expressed before up until this point. Not
1: at all. He also hands him his, his like booze, his um, flask as if he's like quitting drinking in that moment. Mm -hmm. Like he has this quick arc, like I'm turning my life around and it's in, it's like in, that would be in a comedy. That would be in the naked gun.
0: Right. No, that's the, Uh, it's the gag from the critic where it's like he's watching like the the cop and a half where the partner always gets killed right. and it's like oh you you think you got it bad this week they paired me with I, I forget like a kid a mime and a leprechaun i'll be your lucky charm and then the leprechaun just explodes right like
1: it's that <laughs> gag <laughs> yeah and the way they shoot it it's it's all very like oh i'm about to watch that car explode
0: well also the way they shot it the abruptness of it and just like the 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 mystery that is Nick Cage's performance in this film—I couldn't tell if Nick Cage murdered him with the car bomb or not. He,
1: yes, he winces like a "ooh, that's gotta hurt." Right, it's Wince. not clear. <laughs> it's not like I'm. Oh my god, uh, it's just like "ooh."
0: Like you figure it out in the next scene that it was not. Yeah. It was it was Ian Holm that blew Ian Holm in the CIA that blew him up.
1: Ian Holm is in this. Ian
0: Holm is in this. He plays a rival arms dealer that works with the cia pretty much through the cold war yeah um but yeah that's another thing it's it's like his random explosion of anger at at um andre andy as he calls him the uh the warlord man um where it's like in all in in all the scenes uh, nick cage's uncle plays a ukrainian general so as soon as the soviet union falls nick cage moves in he's basically using his ukrainian general uncle to like make guns and missiles and helicopters disappear off the truck essentially so he can sell them. So like in all those scenes leading up into this car bomb, his uncle is very nervous about it all. He's like, we're good. They're going to notice like, I can't keep skimming this much off. Somebody is going to notice. Um, and then he's he's drunk all the time. Those are the two things we know about his character is that he's, he's very worried about this scheme they're in because he thinks they're going to get caught and he's drunk all the time. So all of a sudden we get this scene where he meets briefly with Ian Holm and he tells Ian Holm to fuck off. He goes up to talk to Nick Cage, like, hey, your friend was here. I just told him to fuck off. And it's like, but we are and going to he... need more money for bribes. And Nick Cage like, don't worry. I put all the bribes in the backseat of your new car. And he's like, hey, I'm the luckiest <laughs> man alive and takes well, the yeah. car keys, hands him his flask that he has been married to up until this point, and then skips down the gangplank to his yeah. new car and explodes.
1: You forgot one step, which is him also saying, your rival seemed really interested in my car. Oh, yeah. like he. It's like, it was very weird, because it's like, we know what's, like, when the, it was like they, <laughs> it's like they, they weren't sure we're going to understand what a car exploding was. Mm-hmm. No, so they had to, like, spell it out.
0: This movie uh, really smacks of uh, not trusting the audience, and that's what we what we've been saying <laughs> yeah. about. There's no subtlety, and everything's very on the nose. Like you know how I know you know Dave, but the, the, this this is more listeners. You, you you guys know how like you can tell when like a jump scare in a mirror is coming because of the way the shot is framed. Like you're just like oh something's gonna pop up in that mirror. Like, this sequence is filmed in a way that you know that car is going to explode.
1: <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of that. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it's the ama- it's It's the amazing Jonathan bit where he gives the guy a generic can of um, uh, nuts. Peanuts, and tells yeah. him to Yeah, and tells him to open it. And he, like, holds, like, it's a guy from the eyes. He holds a wave in his face, and then he opens it, and it's just peanuts. And he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's peanuts, man. Yeah, what'd you think uh, it's gonna be? It's... it's <laughs> yeah. This this movie is full of the tropes that movies have since subverted because they're so, I don't know it, it, this this guy because again Gattaca Simone uh, wrote the Truman Show these are all movies that kind of slap you in the face mm-hmm. with their message. Uh, I remember in Simone, there's a shot where the guy the guy who creates Simone um, lost an eye creating Simone like staring at the computer for too long and he's in an alleyway and he reaches up and holds his eye and in the background a billboard with a giant eye goes by and it's like no I get it <laughs> film <laughs> his eye I get it yeah uh, it's it's a lot of that it's a it's no subtlety uh, with broad stroke stories that aren't bad like Simone is an interesting idea for a movie and in that one Al Pacino is also I believe not really Al Pacinoing up
0: which is a uh, shame because that's like a role that calls for him to be like whoa
1: yeah exactly
0: um yeah nick cage is so understated in this movie um he's very muted and i get it's
1: I, one of his I only two modes yeah i get that films.
0: it's a, i get that it's a decision he's making but like yeah he just comes like his narration is 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 not very good and it's a shame yeah. because it's like that's what that's like most of the movie is his narration
1: yeah like, the guy's gonna do brown brown and not freak out like, they do some, like, again, they're subtle, more subtle Nicolas Cage moments, but he does brown brown, which is cocaine mixed with gunpowder, which I wouldn't be surprised if that guy at the bar just made it up mm-hmm. to fuck with him. Yeah, and no, then that's they, not And then he leaves and they're like, oh my God, he did it.
0: Uh, wow, he really did it. That's not a thing yeah. that anybody does.
1: Yeah. And there's like, he, he goes on like a, it's very, um his cocaine bender it's it's a very funny drug moment in a movie because it's like generic drug montage because like cocaine doesn't make you hallucinate uh and he's also drinking so he's drunk Mm -hmm. uh but it's they do it like he just took peyote uh it's really weird and then like a guy the two guys corner him one of them tries to shoot him in the ak gyms and nicholas cage is like oh shit they shouldn't do that i'm sorry about that right and, like, that was, tries that to was fix really it. great yeah like he was which he, is great yeah
0: yeah um and they that was a little that was a little better uh, handled there's an earlier moment that i still really liked even though they hit you over the head with it um it's when he's first i keep wanting to call the the guy general butt fucking naked Um, but he's Andre is his name. Um, he's, it's the first time we meet Andre and he's selling him guns. Um, and he's looking at handguns and then he's like talking about how the Glocks are nice because you can get through a lot of security with them. But if you want a gun that's like, has a lot of uh, stopping power and precision and won't jam, uh the 357 magnum and so he loads the 357 magnum and shoots one of his own guards who's like flirting with one of his women and nick cage is like why the fuck did you do that and like pulls the gun away from him and like general butt fucking naked's men all start to react um right. and like they they get really pissed like and he's like you know like he's like a, you know given nick cage this look like oh okay i'm going to have to shoot this guy cuz he's like yelling at me and nick cage is like it's a used gun. Like, now you have to buy it. It's a used gun. I can't sell a used gun. And he immediately opens the uh, uh, the barrel uh, and starts, like, blowing the, the gunpowder out of it and wiping it down and stuff to try it and, like, correct the fact that it's been used. Um, and that's, like, a really good – I like, I really enjoyed that moment because it's, like, okay, this is what he's really about. Like, it's, like, yes. this is how he's able to deal in, in mass murder and have it right, not touch you- him.
1: You can tell he is affected by the murder of that guy he when is. he first says it. And then he saves it a moment later. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, but like, it's not enti- It's not entirely a work either. Yes. No, he's able to like do he, that. Like he is. No, most people
1: wouldn't be able to do that.
0: Right. Yeah. Like, cause he's like, oh shit, he just shot that guy. And like, maybe just like that, that's like a hundred percent. And maybe at like 98% in his mind is fuck, this gun is used now. I can't sell it right like
1: yeah his whole bit is that like uh you know he doesn't use guns he doesn't like like his son has a toy gun he throws it out Mm -hmm. like he doesn't like well he he clearly likes guns but he doesn't want to use a gun Mm -hmm. uh and then of course that that leading up into the brown brown he is made to shoot ian home in the face Mm -hmm. uh by by this same guy this general or this president
0: president president andre uh, i'm calling him general butt fucking naked just because yeah. that's, that's what i'm thinking of
1: right um and like he kind of brings nicholas cage down because he can tell like this guy doesn't want to get his hands dirty right he just it's wants like, to make it's money. like this
0: false uh boundary he's made for himself like the, this actually is a subtle thing that they don't because he never yeah. he never flat out says this um, and, it's, right. and it's and it's and it's 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 interesting that I'm giving the movie credit for not doing the obvious subtle thing, but hey, it does the obvious subtle thing for so many other things. Mm-hmm. But um, it, we get it, you know, clear from him throwing his, his son's toy gun away to him not wanting to shoot Ian home to a, a scene later where we don't hear it in his narration. It's it's when he's talking with his wife, um, and then also later with Jared Leto, where he's like, "Look, we're not." forcing anybody to use these we're just providing guns most of what i do is legal um it's just getting around certain uh, uh trade laws and embargoes um it's clear that he's invented this boundary for himself where he's like well i can sell them all i want as long as i don't ever actually shoot anyone myself i'm fine
1: right these weird moral where he just feels it's it's a very like sociopath reasoning Mm-hmm. yeah um, it's a
0: dissociative thing to do sort of well not really dissociative but it's just like well if, if i'm not doing this then i'm not really participating so that's fine it's how
1: he can sleep at night
0: exactly uh, yeah
1: it's uh yeah i that's one of the best parts of this and one of the best parts of nick cage in this is when he has to make the argument uh like to his wife who is waiting for him naked uh i assume she'd been sitting on that bed for a while
0: probably yeah
1: he walks in and she's, she learned, she learned what he does and she's sitting on the bed in the dark naked and he walks in like I'm home and she's like, I can't wear any of the clothes that I can't drive the car. It's all got blood on, got, got blood on it. And then he like puts a nightgown on her and she instantly gets in it, which to me meant that she's not like traumatized in that moment. She was just like, I have a good bit. <laughs> so I'm going to get naked and sit here uh, until like, I know he's coming home around like nine, nine 30. So to be safe around like eight, you know, eight eight fifty, uh, maybe eight forty-five, mm-hmm. I'll get naked, sit on this bed, um, and I'll just listen. Like what else that's the only thing that could have happened, right?
0: Judge yeah. <laughs> Judging yeah. by all the evidence we're given in this sequence, yes, that is precisely yeah. what happened.
1: It's very yeah. Yeah, I mean it's, yeah. it's a it's a very nineties scene. Yeah. Um but yeah, Nicolas Cage's best yeah his 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 best moments are him being like the sleaze bag. uh trying to argue of why like it's not so bad what i'm doing isn't so bad like i think he his when he's just in the moment trying to sell things and stuff like that it's when he's at his most nicholas cage in this yeah um for sure we haven't talked about ethan hawk no gattaca's no ethan yeah, hawk. gattaca's ethan hawk he's a little
0: baby faced in this this is 15 years ago you gotta remember
1: yeah it's wild
0: yeah this is only four years after training day and i think maybe six or seven after gattaca right like wasn't gattaca late 90s
1: yeah probably um Um, yeah he's the guy who's gonna get Nicolas cage and he's a boy scout mm -hmm. uh and Nicolas cage uses that against him i liked his like When they lens the plane and the other guy's like, we can disappear him right now. Yeah,
0: the other guy's (laughs) like, please let me machete him to death.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for the love of God.
0: Allow me to machete him.
1: Yeah. I like the, um, because the idea is that he's flying. Where is he flying? I forget.
0: Um, He's Um, flying somewhere in Africa. Um, And so he's like, yeah, he's, uh, they end up landing in Sierra Leone. I don't think that's where they were headed i think i think they were headed to general but fucking naked but i'm not positive
1: yeah because um uh he uh ethan hawk basically catches him and is like you gotta go fly to this airport uh and instead he lands on the road and because he knows that the planes won't land there and they have to get in a truck and drive to him which gives him like 15 minutes to basically get rid of the evidence and he does it by delighting a village uh what a great afternoon those those people must have had like if i was a teenager Mm -hmm. and someone landed a plane in my neighborhood and was like you want an rpg i'd be like yeah i'd
0: be like kind of yeah yeah yeah, actually can i have
1: that (laughs) yeah this is, i'm gonna have a great time yeah uh until i suddenly don't right
0: so, yeah uh, until you f- blow your fucking family apart or something yeah exactly just blow your house so he, up.
1: yeah he opens the th- plane and he's like everybody take the guns free guns and like for people who are you know poor and starving it's like well th- they're not going to use the guns they probably sell them but everybody's like fuck yeah i'll take a gun yeah uh and, and then, everybody just unloads the shit it feels a little unrealistic that like it's like a family event like all these like like I men, mean, women, and children are all like "Woo!" well if you
0: if you, if you lived in a war torn area of the world where there's constantly powers uh, different different groups uh fighting for power, um right. and you're just kind of stuck again, in the middle of it, and you're you know, you dirt ass poor, like a gun is either defense or something you can sell in that situation, yeah exactly,
1: that's what I was, it's just it's funny how like immediately willing and happy, um yeah uh but yeah you're right like and, and again if i was just you know right yeah, if somebody 15. landed
0: on like yeah pulls a plane up in the cul-de-sac and it's like you want this rpg i'd be like kind of yeah
1: can i have it yeah what it's gonna say what am i saying now yeah. right now uh i would i now i have the wisdom to ask why
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> why are you giving this to me
1: what did you do with it uh but, man, free RPG. I mean, come on. Like, again, that's an afternoon. That's a hell of an afternoon all those people had. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, an RPG, where I, I guess they might know where. But, like, I wouldn't know where to sell an RPG. So I would just, you know, go out into a field somewhere.
0: Yeah, ideally, yeah.
1: Shoot straight up at the sky and see <laughs> if it comes down. You think it comes straight down?
0: No, I think it has an arc to it. I think you know, you know, like worms. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um,
1: like worms. Yeah. What if I went straight up, like right straight up?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it still comes down, maybe not directly on top of you. I don't know. It's it's you're you're either gonna blow yourself up or you're gonna blow a house up like two miles away.
1: I'd move. I'd, I'd shoot it up and then try to dodge it.
0: Yeah, that would be fun. That'd be a yeah. that'd be a fun death certificate for the coroner to fill out
1: <laughs> yeah there's a uh, there's a lot of fun stuff you can do with an rpg mm-hmm. well really, what really else there's really there?
0: there's one fun thing <laughs> you can do with an rpg that's, and that's, that's blow true. something up
1: that's true that's true uh, but two rpgs you could do some now, some now you can stuff. joust yeah you can joust. oh my god <laughs> what a good idea uh. oh, blowing up horses <laughs> oh man yeah he offloads so many rpgs on he these does people. yeah it's like an it absurd just, amount yeah that seems like a burden to have it's like having a grenade like if i had a grenade right now in my apartment like what am i gonna do with it like yeah right, if i like lived an, in the country i know nightmare. exactly I like yeah do that's like it.
0: having a cougar in your house because you're like well i can't yeah. like i'm not gonna i'm not i don't feel comfortable being in the room with it but also i can't throw it away right i like can't put and it like in a I, garbage can
1: <laughs> like, i can't go outside and use it i would have to drive you know hours to the desert yeah that's probably what i do and then, to be honest. And then
0: set it free in the desert yeah where it belongs set it
1: free <laughs> exactly and then run like hell i'd set off a grenade and then i get out of there yeah yeah because even in the desert i feel like someone might report it mm-hmm. uh who can say but yeah in like my apartment like that's not even good for home protection no what are you gonna do with that <laughs> That would oh that would be amazing. Like imagine robbing a house and then you're just confronted with someone holding a grenade and they're just like, "I'll send us both to hell right now."
0: Yeah, I don't. I've got nothing to lose. You're carrying. Yeah. You're holding all my belongings
1: right now. Exactly. <laughs> that, that stereo was my life. <laughs> and you're holding it right now. What are you gonna do? Uh, what are we? Lord of War. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared Leto. Um, he's he's he fancy stocks his wife future wife
0: does he he does an elaborate gaslighting scheme to her
1: yeah uh... she's
0: a model that that was from the same village in ukraine that he was from um and he just like engineers a fake photo shoot rents out the entire hotels that nobody will disturb them and then like sort of invents like a fun meeting story it's like oh we both happen to be at this hotel where nobody else was and my photo shoot got canceled
1: he really Truman shows their date. He truly does. Yeah. He is the Ed Harris of their date. Yep. Yeah. he makes like a meet cute. And then he pretends to own a private jet that he rented. Mm-hmm. A lot of painting stuff on vehicles. There's a those. lot of, there's a
0: lot of hasty vehicle painting in this movie. Yeah. It's got a, uh, it's got a real like a team feel to it.
1: Yeah. In some in the scenes. First, like, yeah. Yeah. It does. In the first 30 minutes of this movie, he's married and has a kid yeah they really rush that yeah Um, no they
0: they want to get to the good stuff
1: and it's like a weird again they're they're really doing good fellas where it's like he sort of lies but it's almost like they try to have it both ways because she's also like look i know you do bad things but i don't want to know and then she gets like upset when she learns he does bad things later and i was like well lady what did you think he did yeah we had this
0: conversation also weirdly she had they have this conversation at their wedding yeah like she just confronts him after they've been married it's like this is probably a discussion you should have had before today
1: it's one of the things i think goodfellas does better than well this movie and i think and i think a lot of mob things um is they they really like in goodfellas they focus on why uh his wife is interested in him like she falls in love with ray Ray leota like the courting process involves him pistol whipping a man in the face right,
0: several breaking times, breaking his face in the driveway, yeah. and he gives her the gun.
1: <laughs> and she's like, "I'm going to marry this man."
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: like she's complicit. At no point is she in Goodfellas like I can't believe you're doing this. She count. Um, she's
0: counting his money at one point. Oh no, wait. I'm yeah. thinking. I might be thinking Debbie Mazar. Oh, I, don't I know. think I am. Yeah, it's one of his girlfriends later in the movie. It's like actually helping his operation, but like she
1: yeah it's oh they're doing like by the end i love the when they're getting chased by the police helicopter and they're at rock bottom and he's got like cocaine sweats and she's (laughs) flushing all the cocaine yeah and they got like tacky 70s 80s like rich people stuff yeah oh i love it that's how i want to live blows
0: up on her for flushing like 10 million dollars of yeah
1: (laughs) oh that's great i want to watch goodfellas um sure man yeah but they're a little unclear with her. It's almost like she needs to be... She's whatever they need her right. to she's be. A, she's
0: a non-character.
1: Yeah, because she's... Well, yeah, she she is. She's like a really like... Like they give her some stuff. they like, oh, she's an artist. Oh, she's an actress. She's a model. But it's all... It's It feels very superficial. And then when he's like trying to reason with her, she says something like, "I, you know, I'm a failed actress. I'm a failed failed model i'm i'm a failed this i'm not a good mother and i'm just like jesus lady mm-hmm. like you're fine you're fine lady uh and then she's like i won't be a shitty person though or i won't fail at being a person but like yeah we're just kind of told what she is we don't really see it uh and again i don't know why she's surprised that he's an arms dealer did, what did she think he was doing
0: it's never i don't know it's they they, like, re- they really hand wave it like he tells her he's in what shipping Right, um, and
1: then she says, "Like, I know you're not, but I won't ask questions. Mm-hmm. But like, if you know someone's up to something seedy, and they're constantly traveling overseas, mm-hmm. uh, I, what else would they be? Right,
0: I think you, vo- you, you sort of void your right to be indignant with them about it.
1: Yeah, if you've you you've conceded that, but like, what's the alternative? Was she like, oh, I thought you were into fucking." human trafficking but this i don't know this like, is too much like i said they, like anything yeah
0: they really hand wave it so it's like she i mean she's she's a completely unbelievable character
1: yeah she knows he does a lot of crime travel right she knows he's criming he's out yeah. criming there's he's nothing else he stuff. could
0: be doing
1: yeah <laughs> i also this moment i like because i can't tell if the movie's self-aware i think it is is that when he promises to go straight and he does for like six months, what he does is still evil.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: he's still exploiting third wor- world countries. Yeah. He's selling timber and legal oil exports. Yeah. yeah.
0: Timber and, he and oil. He says
1: it. He says something like, luckily there were still third world, con- like you can still legally exploit these countries. Yeah. Um, and it, so it felt like the movie was self-aware, but it was just funny that. Yeah. He, no redemption.
0: No, not at all. He still talks about like exploitable species in that phone call. Like, yes, he does. Yeah. I just, uh, while we were recording, I, I, I read just a couple of, of quick facts about this movie. And the one that stuck out to me the most was that not a single U- a U.S. studio would, would finance this film.
1: Oh, I wonder why.
0: <laughs> because it's extremely critical of the United States. Yeah
1: that's like remember when they were shooting independence day and they had a cooperation of the military and then the military is like but you shouldn't you can't do area 51 stuff and they're like well we kind of have to and they're like all right we're not going to cooperate and if i was rolling ember i'd be like why yeah. why <laughs> <laughs> what uh what do you got, in, you there? got, over there? You yeah. got in there what you got over there yeah why uh why are you so sensitive about that place yeah um yeah, no, that checks out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You
0: know, you know, a movie uh, did get the cooperation of the military. What? Fucking Top Gun, baby. Yeah.
1: Because that's a planes Navy planes. recruitment video. <laughs> yeah. Um, weird note. What the fuck was that interrogation room?
0: Oh, I don't know. It was that, like- that, that, <laughs> that like, sex dungeon.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like the bathroom of a nightclub. It was yeah. so
0: fucking weird. It was weird. like one of the rooms in the hostel. Yeah.
1: Yeah it's just like it's got like neon like that kind of wall neon lighting that's like receded into the wall mm-hmm. and it's like orange and blue and it's like concrete mm-hmm. <laughs> like it. it's it's so and it's barren yeah except for like a table and chairs
0: and it's like not at any symmetrical point in the room either the table no, and chairs yeah. is randomly thrown in there
1: what's going on in that office it's, like do you think there's people who are like you know we could work out of that room but you have to make it your interrogation room and really this big ass room you know this whole, it's like the
0: that room is like the size of of my house <laughs> like my floor yeah. plan it's a it's ju- way too big cavernous room with a single table of chairs in it
1: right like i've never interrogated somebody um but i'd imagine well, not you officially put them in a... no
0: certainly not in any yeah. official aspect
1: for the record i've yeah for the podcast i've never interrogated anyone uh for the government no, um,
0: not an, uh, an official capacity for sure
1: right uh but like i would do it hypothetically in a small room where they feel you know claustrophobic
0: mm-hmm.
1: not like a cool big room and like was there levels to the room i felt like there were levels there might have been i don't know it's like a loft mm-hmm. it's like a yeah it's it's a it's a loft like a, it's 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 like the i don't know yeah it's it's sex dungeon it's a sex dungeon that's yeah. the only thing you could you could say about
0: mm-hmm. it yeah it's a sex nasium
1: yeah it's very weird it's a very weird choice for this film ethan, like it really ethan stood hawk
0: out. asks his cues in the in mm-hmm. the sex nasium
1: yeah poor ethan hawk <laughs> he was a very compelling character i thought he's really ethan hawking it up yeah like he's really intense
0: yeah yeah he was he was very um he was very much the uh, the lawful good character in your d d party.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's just like so irritated by the fact that he's so good.
0: Yeah, he's, he's so bound by the rules. <laughs>
1: like. Yeah. So like Nicolas Cage does stuff where he's like that he's he's moving a helicopter with missiles on it and he separates the missiles from the helicopter gives them two different destinations and it's technically right yeah legal. he
0: just takes the missiles off and gives it a different shipping label and there's nothing yeah. ethan hawk can do about
1: it which i thought <laughs> i thought that was clever almost all the others like he does this thing where uh, he he gives like in the narration like tips almost on how to uh sell guns mm-hmm. and ship guns mm-hmm. and like he says them so clever sometimes where he's like sometimes i'll label them as something else but they're really guns right And it's like yeah no shit nicholas he's like
0: sometimes i spoke in code where ak-47 was angel king it's like uh, right i think they like nick cage is like really congratulatory in that delivery it's like i think the atf agents listening to that call figured that out within 10 seconds yeah angel king uh, they it, write it down angel king oh he's talking about AKs. he's talking about yeah, he's
1: he keeps talking about shipping angel kings uh and he uses the word a lot gee i wonder what it is it's it, yeah it's another case of them like slapping the audience with this like they really think we're we're dummies uh i don't know were we dummies in 2005 um maybe i don't think we were yeah i don't know it, cinematically we were probably kind of dummies but like not like, again, like if you're going to smuggle things, you put it in something, like if you're going to get a candy bar into the movie theater, what do you do? You you put it in something that doesn't look like it has a candy bar. Yeah.
0: You stick it in your asshole, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's everybody. You put it right up your ass. You
0: shove it up your ass because uh, mm-hmm. they never check Because otherwise there. they're going to find it. They
1: never check there. It's, you know... 100% of the time I've gone into a movie theater, they've never checked my asshole. No. It, not it's, once. It has
0: not happened. Yep. It's a real big you can, loophole you can exploit at the movie theater.
1: Mm-hmm. If you get them out of the, if you take them out of the bag, you can get Skittles up there. Yeah, man.
0: You jam a whole uh, bucket of popcorn and soda up there.
1: Yeah. You're like a little soda dispenser mm-hmm. in the theater.
0: Yeah. You just kind of lift a cheek up and squirt it into a cup. Squirt
1: it into the cup. Yeah. yeah. If you get skittles in there, that's fine you get too. Skittles and like popcorn, that's the only it's problem. It's all going that's, to the same.
0: I mean, well, it's like the famous bowl. It's all going to the same place. You might as well just it's all mix going it to together. The same place. This is yeah. taking a turn.
1: What squirting skittles and soda out of your asshole yeah. in a dark theater? Yeah. Well, watching playing Lord Ice War. Age yeah. in a theater playing Ice Age. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Remember Ice Age? Yeah. Watching planes. Um, yeah. Shitting squirting.
0: Dr Pepper into a cup. Yeah.
1: Yeah, with some with some skittles, maybe some Reese's Pieces in there.
0: Sure, do it, man.
1: Yeah, it's gross. <clears throat> I have no more thoughts on. No, no, we've
0: talked a lot about other films too. <laughs>
1: so it's like, well, yeah, I, I mean, this movie it's okay. It's I don't I'm not mad at it.
0: No, no, I enjoyed I enjoyed the movie fine while I was I was watching it. It's just I think its biggest problem is it 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 it, it has a good leading man but he's not really uh, he's 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 not giving it his all in this movie so nick cage isn't carrying the movie the way he should be and it's it's derivative
1: playing the president and the warlords oh yeah Uh, he was good they're killing it yeah uh That's like, I think one of those things that actors were like, we want you to play a warlord and they're like, fuck yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Because that's got to be a blast. It's like, we want you to play a man who you feel like he could shoot you at any moment.
0: Anytime. I imagine, because this is how I would react, but I imagine like any time like an actor gets approached and like, okay, we want you to do this kind of over the top villain. You're like, yes, obviously. Yes.
1: Yeah. I want to do
0: this immediately.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think again, again, going all the way back to the the start of this is that this is why this is a movie that I always remember being good um, and not remembering much else because it's not particularly memorable. Yeah. It, like the scene by scene stuff. Mm-hmm. I knew that Brown Brown was in it, but I didn't remember the like the details. Yeah. Uh, and so like. It's impressive. Yeah, it's there's... not often
0: you forget the deets of Brown Brown.
1: Exactly. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's. It's, it's kind of like a steady line, this movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have too many peaks and valleys. Um, the message, the broad strokes that you'll remember are very significant and important. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I want to watch a documentary of this same subject. Yeah, I think for that sure. I, yeah, I,
0: I would be super interested in that. And there's probably a few that exist. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's just this is overall a fine. It's fine. Um, right. It's just kind of derivative. So it, it's not right. particularly memorable.
1: If someone told you Nicholas Cage is making a a movie where he does a lot of cocaine and sells guns, you'd expect something a little more. You would, memorable. You would expect Scarface. Yeah, <laughs> but with Nicholas Cage. Yeah,
0: not Lord of War, which is kind of like understate, like muted Nicholas Cage. Not what I expected.
1: It is. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah,
0: it's it's fine.
1: Uh, all right. I think that concludes I our think, thoughts. Yeah, that's
0: the that is the uh, end of our thoughts on Lord of War.
1: We have officially recorded uh put, put on record our thoughts on Lord of War. We did it. It happened. We will continue this quest to have documentation of our thoughts of every movie ever made. we mm-hmm.
0: We're on our way. Uh, we're on our way, man. We're
1: Yeah, we are. We got uh, we got
0: to be at least halfway there by now.
1: At least. Uh thank you Mr. DNA. Thank you, Mr. DNA. Yeah. You you you're great. You're great. Thank you for giving us Lord of War. Mhm uh i hadn't seen this movie in so long so it was like a nice rewatch uh very enjoyable um if people are interested they can go on our patreon which is patreon.com gamefullyunemployed gamefully unemployed if you go on there you'll find exclusive podcasts like tom and jeff watch batman mm. and fox Mulder is a maniac mm. we also have tiers where you can produce hypecast you can be a hypecast producer get a shout out you can make us watch movies with a tier of we just watch. yeah so uh like this yeah yeah uh check 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 it out check it out check 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 chick it
0: out um mm. we also have a store tpublic.com slash store slash gameplay unemployed we are gonna get t-shirts mugs stickers posters masks all kinds of things brown brown yep helicopters grenades, grenades rpgs check it out
1: <laughs> we should sell grenades i bet we'd get more money yeah if we sold grenades if We sold
0: little sheave grenades yeah those would probably sell sheave grenades they would sell like hotcakes